Welcome to In Conversation With, the podcast where we delve deep into topics and questions that matter for children in care, care leavers and those of a social worker. In each episode, we bring you insightful conversations with experienced professionals who share both their lived experience and expertise on a wide range of issues, from navigating the foster care system, to communicate effectively with teenagers, and how to understand things like trauma and being attachment aware. Our aim is to provide our audience with practical skills and knowledge so that they can apply it to their day-to-day roles as practitioners. We believe that by sharing stories, experience and expertise, we can all learn to grow as individuals and as a community. So, whether you're a social worker, a teacher, a therapist, or just someone wants to learn about the world around us, come and join us on In Conversations with, and let's explore the issues that matter for children in care, care leavers, and those with a social worker. In, in the energy of being organic, let's start our first conversation, which is essentially talking about moving foster placement. So um, who wants to start us off? Corel, do you want to go first or shall I go first? Or Dave, have you got a question for us about it? I'm, I'm happy to give, I suppose, I'm, OK, I'm happy to give an intro in terms of why this topic. And I think um, it's important for us and anyone who's listening to understand why we chose this one. Um, And I think from conversation between the three of us in preparation for this podcast, the idea was around one, being able to share lived experience, but two, being able to share um, key facts and key moments in time and the differences that you can make for a young person who is either coming into care or moving placement. Because I think sometimes the two are almost separated as though they're two very different things. And actually that introduction to care is just as challenging as moving a placement whilst already having had care experience. So, yeah, I think this is a topic we all felt was, yeah, one of the top ones we really wanted to talk about because a lot, and I think also for care experience young people um, or for those who are adults now with previous care experience, just thinking about those moments and reflecting on um, what it was like for them, but also how it's changed things for them as adults now, you know, as an adult, the anxiety that that brings and why am I feeling like this? And why do I feel like, you know, I'm so connected to these things and beings in my house um, and materialistic things. And it's because I'm aware of my experiences of moving so many placements or coming into care and losing those things that matter the most. So, yeah, I think it's a brilliant topic to kick off with. Mm. Yeah, and I'm I'm really excited about this topic because for me it's about um, keeping the child, keeping the young person at the centre. Because I feel passionately that um, too often it's about the professionals, it's about the system trying to 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 rescue, to do, to take the praise, and children and young people aren't really considered. Mm-hmm. And and in that place, I feel passionate that that lots of things can get done wrongly and poorly because they're not focused on the, the child or the young person. So I'm really excited to hear from you guys who have lived experience um, more about that experience and the impact that that has. Because for me, we've got to move to being more child and young person focused if we're going to make changes. Mm. 
I, I find it a really interesting one because I think uh, when I think about my experience of foster care, um, it's difficult. My brain goes into two spaces. As a kid, I thought foster carers were kind of like none of them really cared apart from one. And as an adult looking back, I think that all of them care, but I wasn't ready to be cared for. Mm. And uh, oh no, that's a lie. Actually, some of them I don't think did care. One or two of them. But I'm, I, I mean, I suppose you'll get that in any role. Um, I think the topic being around moving placement, what, what I thought about the most about this podcast was around the kind of illusion of permanence. And I kind of want to be a bit controversial in, uh, intentionally is that like um, the whole idea of a foster placement or the whole idea of considering a child and keeping them child focused, I hear all the time is around permanence and stability. So we say we need to provide permanence for the child and we need to give them stability. I don't think we can actually um, offer that to a young person um, at mm. all. I think it's an illusion. So I want to throw this out there as an interesting space to maybe go down. Because, Dave, when you were saying about considering a child, I think that's what how we try and consider them, don't we? We say, let's give them permanence. But how do we actually give young people permanence if the system comes to an end? Do you know, it, it'll eventually stop. So um, and we've also got temporary foster care. So... Um, young people are going to move as a consequence of going into things like temporary foster care. Um, and I think that we're maybe educating people wrong because we're saying to services like, uh, this is the most important thing. Give give a forever family to a child, you know, stability, stability, stability. But when you're 18, say bye to it, it's gone. Um, and I think that we might be setting people up to fail. And Corel, I suppose your point ties into it as well, because you were saying like about as an adult, how you like reflect back and look at your experiences and it helps you understand how you navigate in the world today. I like to think what can foster carers do and what can foster placements do um, in the time that they've got with the child that will give them messages like that to reflect on in the future. It's not about the length of time then, is it, that you spend mm. with them? It's about the quality of time. So that was my kind of thoughts about this topic was that like, Kids are going to move. It's not impermanent, even though we say it's not permanent, even though we say that's the most important thing. And and what can foster carers do if they flex their mind into that space, knowing that this child might not be there forever? What 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 does the world look like if we accept that young people are going to move to different placements and and letting go of the idea of of permanence? And I think that's a really interesting point. And um, Dave, if you don't mind me asking you. Um, from a carer's perspective, <laughs> what does that look like? Because we can talk about Luke and I, the challenges of that and what it feels like as a young person. But when you spoke a moment ago about it being young person focus and then with what Luke has just said about permanency, not really being permanent. What does that look like from a carer's perspective? Knowing all of that, how do you how do you care for somebody temporarily? Like, how does that look? So, so in my context, it was it was a short break, and we had yeah. one one young person who is now in late twenties and still part of of our family. I think for me, I, I really ag agree with what Luke's saying. Is if you're young person focused, it's about making an impact and being relational and creating an uh, a positive influence when you are there. So, if I take in my youth work background as well, it's not trying to to realize that actually I won't take a young person from 11 when they come into a youth group to whenever they get married and I'll be at their wedding. I mean, I've been very rarely at their weddings, but I've had significant moments of a year 
or six months or even one or two weeks when a young person's have had engagement with that you may come into contact with three or four years later and find that that was significant in their lives mm-hmm. and, and so when it's, when it's youth focused it's about what's the young person need for the now so often often what we're doing is we're trying to create the sense of permanency let's have mm-hmm. the, the the relationship right from the start and and then it's like let's keep it as long but instead mm-hmm. of and, and try and avoid the issue so we have the elephant in the room type stuff where we don't talk about moving and, yes. and and then it's 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 because we're trying to hold on. We think it's our responsibility to keep it as long. Yes. And if it breaks down and it becomes a young person's fault for breaking it down often, Absolutely. that's not a youth-focused um, culture. A youth-focused culture is in the time that I have, so the child has arrived, mm-hmm. how can I build a relationship, have a positive time at the, the level of where that child or young person is? That's mm-hmm. no different than taking a young person coming into a youth centre. It's, it's, it's also such an ignorant way to look at it if I was going to be black and white to kind of say we're going to choose social care are going to choose where you're going to live based on probably a limited pool of carers because we know there's a crisis you know we keep but out of them we've it. matched you yeah well, out of them we've chosen one that we know is right for you and we're going to put you with them and you're going to stay there forever this is your forever family but if it doesn't work out it's got nothing to do with us at all it's your mm. fault you've got an attachment mm. issue it's just mm. it's just bizarre imagine taking two adults from social care from completely different departments sticking them together and saying you're going to live together now forever mm. and if and if it don't work out like, you know one of you's got a problem yeah. and uh to, to me it's interesting because it? dave you were saying um somebody in your late 20s that you that's now in their late 20s that you took care of is now part of the family and it's such a common story actually you know again social care permanence stability let's find a forever family but when you're 18 years old the system comes to an end and what we see is or what definitely what i hear is from care experience the care experience community is that they remember people in their past like a social worker or a foster carer now they might add that person on Facebook so let's say it's their social worker and there could be many reasons they might want to say listen you said something when I was younger that I realize now thank you you know but some social workers are told it's inappropriate for them to actually accept that Facebook request some foster carers also the same you know so and what what we tend to see don't we is that foster carers like yourself Dave that actually build a meaningful relationship and actually it's it's off your own accord you're like actually you know I've got a relationship with this young person they're a part of our family and I'm going to continue to have a relationship with them moving forward. I'd want to know how do we encourage and inspire more foster carers to do that because I don't think that that I think that's a very common mindset but I think another mindset is well we don't get supported to look after these young people anymore so therefore you know I can't keep a relationship with them I can't continue that because so how, how do we influence people that you know having a relationship with a young person beyond care, even though we might not be being supported for it as foster carers, can still exist. And it doesn't mean that it's going to be a difficult thing. You know, like it's mm. it's what young... How do we encourage more foster carers to consider that? And how do we... Just, yeah, that's, I suppose that's my question. I, I think it's a... I think it's, again, it's down to the, the young person at what they need and what they want. It's not... Mm. The, the, whole, the whole thing is... And this, this, this is what I've seen in the short time I've been doing Madlog and working in this space. Is that too often it is what we think? Yeah, absolutely. it's a starting place rather than what 
the young person thinks. So it's okay for a young person to not connect with a foster carer, to move on and to have no other connection. But what's important for me is in that short time that they leave having some form of experience and what love is, what um, what focus is, what care really is. So, you know, if, if somebody's been in for a couple of nights and it's like, well, this isn't going to work, you know, and the child needs to move again, it's in that space for me that's like, well, it was really positive. You know, they didn't they didn't force me to sit in the living room and feel mm. awkward. They they mm. didn't um they took opportunities. The kids in that home went and played PlayStation with me. I had a blast. Mm. And 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 so it's that's a positive experience to move on. It's, yeah. it's whenever we try and think just... what what we're doing, then what happens is we we it means like it's like me oh, wanting yeah. my kids to yeah. behave a certain way, and if they're not behaving yeah. a certain way, I get I get grumpy with them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna and when there's nothing that's permanent. In it, is that is that not what you, is that not what you're supposed to do? Because that's how I've been behaving every single day with everybody around me. I needed to change the way in which I operate. <laughs> so you mean if I don't get my own way, I can't be grumpy? This is ridiculous. No. <laughs> and and I think what's really key in in what you both are saying is when we really think about then. And so Luke, in terms of your question, how can we get more people one to come into fostering, but two come into fostering with the mindset and and the realities and the realistic view rather than the idealistic view right because we're all very much aware of what the recruitment sounding alarm is and it's very targeted at women of a particular age with particular empty beds and all this kind of stuff right and so what we really need to focus on though I feel or for foster carers considering fostering or for those coming into it is this idea about what are relationships? Because I think, Dave, you mentioned a moment ago, even in that short time of providing respite, you can do so much. And I think a lot of the times, especially in children's social care, whether you're a social worker, a teacher, an educator, a foster care or residential care person, there is a space where people assume a relationship, one, as you said, Dave, has to be built within the first three days. If it's not, it's not going great. And two, we've got all the time in the world to do this. And I think that's where we mess up a lot of time in social work. Um, kind of what Luke said in regards to permanency, we need to have this realistic view that it's not and it might not be permanent, but there's so much we can do in six weeks, in two months, in six months. We can build relate, and we know young people can do it because we see them in school. How many of us in this room right now still speak to our year one early years school teacher probably not a lot of us and yet we had that relationship for one year and we moved on successfully and transitioned mm -hmm. without mm -hmm. ever needing that relationship but what that relationship provided in those short few months or that term was significant for us to move on successfully to continue in education and so I think if we start to replace this idea that relationships require a long length of time and they need all these things and actually they don't they just need right there in that moment I think for carers and social workers to understand that even in this short space you can do so much and even if it is just moving them on and so they don't look back so they don't ever even have to remember they ever stayed with me but they move on successfully I think that's really really key I, I absolutely love that picture of the of the school because we all remember 
the teachers who actually cared, the teachers who left an right. impact, but they had a short time with us mm. and, and the ones with, that got us to perform better and better grades and stuff. Um, I think the other part is, and this, this is what I'm really passionate about, is we've got to break the stereotype that it's the child is the problem. Yeah. Is that is that if you're helping a child to his problem, so you're trying to fix them, then that's going to be a breakdown from day one. Absolutely. And 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 secondly, is that I haven't met any young people I wouldn't want to spend time with. Any children, they're they're they take a trauma there. There's understand that, but the reality is, they're they're all gems. Yeah. And, and they're and and the for me, it's the it's the whole place of when if 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 we're People are going into fostering, for instance, and and the stereotype and the the cultural awareness is oh the the, the kids broke down, the can't, mom can't look after, parents can't look after the child. Um, then that to me is a bad start. Absolutely. If you see them as a duel, it's actually a privilege to have these children in our homes. If Absolutely. we if we just change that story, that mm-hmm. is a privilege to be able to to care for a child or young person in this time of challenge. Mm. we have we have too much expectation i think is is the issue it's kind of mm, like uh, expectation we, i mean we do if you're trying to fix somebody i mean first and foremost like yeah. who are you to fix somebody else because that then makes you as if you're you've got the answers to life like um but <laughs> we have expectation don't we we kind of go all right well i expect you now to be a particular way which isn't giving that's a transaction in it it's kind of like so therefore if you don't um if I don't see an outcome of my exchange with you, you know, yeah. you being fixed, then obviously what use is that to me? Because I'm not getting validation and feedback for myself. So I think there's yeah. something deep to look inside oneself, actually, to kind of go, why am I actually doing this? And I think there's a particular mindset that people need to have. Foster care once said to me, which ground my gears when she when she mentioned to me, she said, I care, but I don't care. Like, I really care about you. I really care that you do well, but I don't care essentially about the outcome mm-hmm. of what goes on. Like, I can't, you know, I can only I can only wake up in the morning and care about what I do today, but I can't really care about what you do with it. And I, I've always used that. And I think it's really, really mm-hmm. a useful mindset to think because it's kind of like with young people, you know, they're going to come to us. They're going to have these relationships. They're going to be challenging because in the past they've had challenging relationships. So we should expect young people to find our relationships with them difficult because in the past their relationships have been difficult. They're not right. They're not broken. They've come from places that are broken. They've had things done to them and they're not bad kids. You know what I mean? So and it's like, and we might not be able to look after them forever. And it's you just we're a part of their life journey, aren't we? And it's a privilege to be a part of that for whatever period of time. But I, I think we have too much expectation. I think we, you know, this is your forever home. This is your permanent placement. This is where you're going to stay forever. And actually, I'm going to make sure that I fix you, is what you're saying, Dave. You know, and Carol, you're like, well, we're going to have a relationship whether you like it or not. And if all of that falls apart, everything is your fault because, Absolutely. you know, because it is. Because, you know, it's never going to be our fault. So I, I think there's a lot of space to be done in that. Um. And I suppose it's a question of endings, isn't it? I always think that, like, if you started to use the lens of um, nothing is permanent and everything is going to come to an end at some point and nothing is stable in this sector, then how do we then start having meaningful conversations about endings? And when is it when is it a good moment to move a young person and to really focus on the conversation of an ending? I suppose it's an open question. And do you know what's really interesting, Luke, when you talk about that and what's 
just mind blowing is that hearing you say it so so straight why aren't we just saying this is not permanent what's the fear about that as us in adults as as professionals whatever it is in whatever role we're in of letting the this is a group of young people so young people who enter care they're what they thought was permanent and forever has ended (laughs) these are already young people who have already experienced endings and abrupt endings and endings out of the blue because Mm. whilst we can talk all day long about uh, you know the percentage of young people who come into care typically are known to social services work has been done young people children in particular at that age aren't aware that this is happening they're not aware that these things are going on and so for them it's happened abruptly and so they have had permanence and it's ended so why aren't we as you said Luke leading with that so this too might not be forever however right now it's good for you for this and right now what we'll look at is whatever it is yeah. they're going to look at and so I think being honest and open with young people children from the and it's I mean I think it's about valuing the kid again in the yeah. sense of there's too much abruptness so it's yeah. it's so even foster carers don't know that it's ending. So, I mean, I've heard stories yeah. where the whole whole family and the foster child has been at a, at a zoo and, and then they get a phone call from the mm. social worker saying, I'm picking the child up in an hour. Yeah. And the whole, every plan yeah. and the trauma and there's a whole kind of like relationships of in families and stuff. So it's, it's, it's that part of, if we really think through the lens of what is the right thing for a child, we make better decisions. Mm. Uh, but the other, mm. the other part in all of this for me is that not everybody is suited to be the rules so when we think of fostering we think of like my wife and I aren't aren't kind of the type that that we see ourselves as like really parental and and you know mm. so so actually short break worked mm. yeah because we we got the role of being like young married couple we were like mm. aunt and uncle big brother we took we did fun stuff we had the cinemas yeah. we had the yeah. we, we had really positive relationship building which is why now in the late 20s that relationship's there you know they're they're and it's about being honest isn't it Dave knowing yourself and knowing the kind of parents you want and actually being a part of the somebody's journey without having to do the date the forever family kind of attitude you know and knowing who you are and what you need to do yeah I think that's brilliant and then, and then the other part, the other part of it is, is then it's learning, it's learning how. So you could be a simple mentor to a young person. You could be a, a, a short break. You could be a um, short term. You could be a, a wraparound care support in the sense of, you know, there's nothing better than like, like I, I believe I stayed out of the care system because I had that abrupt end then at five when my dad died, mm. the trauma from that. But I didn't end up in the care system. I had social workers, but mm. I ended up in the care system because. I had significant adults who were wrapping around all doing different wee parts of the job, building relationships with me that made it work. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I, I believe still in the care system in the f- is that we need more of that rather yeah. than just put it all into you know one person or one family. Mm-hmm. Is that if we can start the challenge of it is they move too many um, too far away, their their support networks, the it's not there's no there's no strategy really so it's hard to build relationships bring people around um but that's for me is the key if you think young person you, you think then what does a young person need yeah absolutely and, and i think that you're, you're absolutely right that's key and i i think in terms of coming into care changing placements whatever it might be 
I think on one hand, you've got, as you both have said, you know, the realities of what it takes to be a carer in any setting. So if it's a foster care or residential care um, carer and just recognising one that not all people are, are ready and prepared to foster or to be residential. But equally, I think it's also about remembering not all young people coming into care are ready to be in care. And so recognising yeah. that too, and not just assuming our oh, attachment and this, and, you know, we need to fix, as we've said here and there, all they need is permanency and that will sort it all out. Actually, you know, unlike myself, I was ready for it. I, I was ready, right? Not ready, didn't want to be in care, but ready and prepared for what was about to come. Not everyone is. And some children need a different approach and some children, you know, are prepared and ready and will, you know, get their money's worth for foster carers as I once did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I loved what you said one of the last times we met, um, Corel, was that the whole thing of the how the system sees it as a fresh start. And I mm. think that in itself is a big issue. Yeah, I think I think a big issue maybe for another podcast, because I think we could delve deep into something to do with because the, the system <laughs> itself, isn't it? We you could. Uh, well, to build on it quickly, Dave, I would go as far as saying that the system is itself its own trauma, um, mm -hmm. you know, because young people come into it, they move around it, they're pinged out of it. But um, I think to encapsulate everything we're saying here, it's about just focusing on what that young person needs in the moment. Yeah. And recognising that a young person's going to come to your home with whatever they come to your home with totally. and you meet them where you are. You have no expectations of what um, they will or won't get from you and you just provide the support that is needed in the moment. Um, and if they move foster placement, then so be it. That's that's the case of what happens. They'll move on to a next place with someone with the same mindset and having a world like that seems like it'd be the right world to be. Um, so let's bring this conversation to a close because we've got many more to have. Um, so I'm just going to thank everybody for sort of being here for the conversation today and thank our listeners for um, attending and, and tuning in. So um, check out more of our podcasts and in conversations with, with Dave, Carell and myself. You can go to our website to find those and we'll look forward to seeing you um, at the next podcast. Thank you.